Welcome back to the Get Coaching Podcast. Really looking forward to diving deep with this beautiful guest that I have on today. I have Katrina Ruth, powerful writer, speaker, digital entrepreneur, has made over 15 million, 15 million online through courses, masterminds designed for creative entrepreneurs who want to do business and life different from the rest and know they have a big message to share. One thing I love about Katrina Ruth is that she's unapologetic about who she is. She allows her essence to shine through. And you can really see that in all of her content. I'm currently doing one of her courses as well (laughs) at the moment. And she really encourages you to tap into like, what is your unique potential? And let's go and amplify that and share that with the entire world. So Katrina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Jessica, and thank you for that beautiful intro. I'm excited that you're in my course, and I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, As I said, like, what really... um, what really attracted me to you and your content is just how real and authentic you are. And I would love to know what, what did it take for you to get to this place? Like, were you always just the most authentic, you know, being yourself? Did you always have the courage to be yourself? Yeah, that's really an interesting question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me exactly that. Um, I did and I didn't. I was the, you know, I'm I'm very well known in my brand now for being polarizing, out there, controversial, quote unquote, a badass, whatever that means. And people have a perception of me that, you know, she's unapologetic. She owns who she is. She, you know, knows how to speak and present and coach and obviously been doing this stuff online for a long time. And that, you know, cats this confident out there badass who's going to smack you in the face with love and, you know, remind you of who you are. But the reality is that growing up, I was the school nerd, class square, every single year, I was academic, my family's super academic, and that was what was valued in my family, you know, nothing to do with being out there or to do with, I guess, fitness is a big part of my life and something I'm known for as well. None of that was part of my upbringing. I was about being the top student and I was always the A++ student who got teased for being a nerd and for being the school, you know, square and on top of it. I always seem to have, you know, these terrible secondhand hand-me-down clothes from my cousins and like weird sandwiches with alfalfa and peanut butter in them. And just like, there were so many reasons that I was uncool is what I'm trying to get to. And I certainly kept myself quiet and I would, you know, kind of like hide out in um, break times at school and just be in my own little world, usually reading or writing and basically still what I do now, but I just have a public persona as well. However, Anytime something really, I guess, went against my beliefs or I felt strongly about something, um, you know, whether in schooling or in friendship circles, even from a young age, I can remember getting in trouble for standing up and speaking out about things that I didn't agree with. And it was such a contradiction because I was the quiet, good girl. I wanted to be the teacher's pet. I wanted that accolade and, you know, affirmation. And I, I got it as well. But I just always had that part of me where I can remember even from a young age, kind of trying to tell myself to be quiet and not to say certain things because I could feel it bubbling up you know when I would Mm -hmm. feel something that I just felt was you know inhumane or not just or yeah just went against my value system or my belief and I would end up just saying my piece and I got thrown out of a few different classes for that for being kind of rebellious against the teacher but then at the same time I would have the top grades and I would be you know that nerd and so 
I didn't do the rebellious stuff often enough for it to become a problem, you know, throughout my schooling, but I can remember all those points. And then with friends as well, I can remember times of getting really outraged over something and just feeling like, no, you know, that's not true or that's not right. Or how can you say that? Or how can you let that person think that or whatever it might be? And so I guess, you know, like anybody listening, like all of us, I just feel that we've always all had, you know, the part of us that ultimately is the part that's going to come out to play in business as a coach and as somebody who has something to share with the world. You know, of course, you're going to hone and develop and polish and fine tune whatever your message and skill set is. But at the same time, you will look back and you'll be like, well, that was always there. Maybe I was told it was too much or I was told it's not okay or that's inappropriate or that's not how girls behave or, you know, all these sorts of things that a lot of us have heard, but it was still always there. Mm, I love I love how you describe that. Like it, it wanted to bubble up to the surface. And I, I just feel like, I feel like every human being is a truth seeker, but not everyone is a truth speaker. And I think when people step into that space of fully stepping into, I'm not just going to seek the truth. I'm going to actually have the courage to, to speak it. And we feel that bubbling deep in our gut. We feel that bubbling up and it's like, Am I going to be brave and am I, am I going to speak my truth? Yeah, I love that expression, truth seeker, but not truth speaker. That's I've yes. never heard that. That's awesome. I love it. And it's so true. And now more than ever, it's so real that, you know, like mm-hmm. cancel culture and, you know, there's so many reasons for coaches early on, but also those of us who are very experienced and who've been around a long time to feel nervous about saying what we really think. And I'm not even just talking if you, you know, if you choose to embark upon Um, sharing a message to do with anything political or you know current affairs based but just just anything like anything it just feels so easy to get it wrong now and so easy to I guess you know be cancelled or to feel like people disagree with you but again these things have always been there to whatever degree and human fear has certainly always been there and it's always been you know that you get to stand on the edge of that precipice where you feel your truth coming up you feel it bubbling up and you feel it get to a point where it's like, I cannot not let this thing out of me. And, you know, not, not mm-hmm. just talking something that's controversial or polarizing, but anything that needs to come out. And then you make that choice, you know, and, and so many people do make that choice. Well, no, that's not appropriate or no, but I don't know how or no, um, you know, like I wouldn't know where to start or I'm not advanced enough or I'm not mature enough or anything along those lines. And it's a matter of realizing, well, if we're going to be who we say we're going to be in the world, then too bad, you know, make the decision to leap and to build the net as you fly or as you fall, as you fall and fly and realize that you've always got what you need inside of you to have your own back. And then on top of it, when you have the right people in your space to to support you, you can't screw it up. I just love the concept of if you're willing to commit to speaking your truth you can't screw it up. It doesn't mean you're not going to fall on your face and, you know, have all sorts of things that I guess throw you off along the way. But ultimately you're you're going to look back and you're going to say, I did it. I did it because I stepped forward this time and then this time and then this time when I wasn't ready. And because I said, yes, this time and this time and this time when I had no idea how, and because I put myself out there the times when I felt like I was being repetitive or lame or silly or you know unprofessional or not ladylike or not a good coach or not like the other coaches or whatever it might be and that's how I paved my way and I like to remind people you're never going to look back like let's say 10 years from now or even a year from now and say 
well, gee, I'm so glad that I waited so long to, you know, to, <laughs> yes. press, to press play um, and to say yes to what's inside of me. It's really good that I took that extra year or two just to listen to my fears and doubts. Yes. And life is now press play. If you're not familiar with Katrina Ruth, that is her, that is her slogan. That is her, her saying life is now press play. And I love this Katrina. I love this conversation. I was just dropping my daughter off to my dad, hashtag school holidays. Thank you. Grandparents for supporting us. <laughs> do these awesome. types of things. Exactly. We find a way. And I was just, as I was driving, I was having this thought of just how we want everything to make sense. We want it to make sense right now. And often it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense until it makes sense. And then when it makes sense, you look back and you go, oh, actually it made sense the whole time, but I just wasn't fully present. Yeah, it's so true. And you, you know, you, you can't see it when you're in the middle of it and you often yeah. feel that you don't know your way forward when you're in the middle of it which makes sense logically because how are you going to see outside of it when you're in it? But yeah. I guess the realisation that people need to have is kind of like, well, too bad. You know, if you want this life and you want to be the person who you see yourself as being, and when I say this life, that's what I mean, like the life that you see inside of you, you are going to have to say yes to it regardless of whether or not you feel that you clearly know your way forward. And I think one of the biggest myths that, you know, amazing messengers and coaches and creators and leaders and so on fall into is feeling like well I will when I just and you know just yesterday mm. I was teaching on one of my trainings in one of my groups and I did it as kind of like an interactive journal prompt exercise in the class you know what is that thing that you're saying I will you know like insert like blank space here I will xxx when I just xxs you know like I will mm. for example create my podcast show when I just know a few more people that can be guests on my show, you know, or when I just feel a bit more clear on what I'm really here to do, or I will start to market to those sorts of clients when I've just got, you know, a bit more, I guess, professional, or when I just do my photo shoot or when I just, <laughs> whatever. And it's like, I believe we need to take that thing or those things where we've got it up on the pedestal and up on the shelf and say, oh, no, I'm going to. I believe that I can. Yes, let's go. You know, I, you know, I, I believe that I can do whatever I set my mind to. I'm here for positive thinking. I will. I will. Just got to get more clarity. Just got to improve my website. Just got to, you know, meet more people in the industry. Just got to get my clients. Just got to get my money. Just got to, you know, get past the school holidays or whatever it might be. And not saying those things are not valid because they all get to be addressed, but it's about realizing you can address, you know, the things that you want to improve or that you feel you'd like to improve or polish up and you can simultaneously take that next step forward. And you are going to look back and you yeah. are going to say, yeah, as you said, it didn't make sense. And yet I kept taking another step forward and another step forward. And I found my clarity and my path and my certainty and my confidence, yes. and, you know, my soulmate audience by being on the path. And I, yes. I just love this Elizabeth Taylor quote, you know, she's such an icon and there's this great quote. Um, well, I guess it's her quote. It's on a meme. So I assume it's her quote, but I just <laughs> love it. And it says, and it says something like, but all I ever did is I just kept, kept getting up each day and I just put one foot in front of the other. And I had no idea how so much of the time. I'm just paraphrasing this quite wildly. But it was something just so simple yet profound when you see someone who's achieved so much and you think, oh, but that person obviously had confidence, had certainty, had the right connections, knew what they were doing. 
Well, no, they just did it one step at a time when they had no idea what else to do. And bit by bit, this incredible life and empire and impact was built. Yes. Oh, so powerful. So powerful, Kat. And I'd love to speak to you, um, you know, to finish this off as well, I'd love to speak into trust because I think that's one of the core things like building trust within yourself. What's your definition of trust? That's a great question. I think to me, trust is a choice more than it's an emotion. I think trust and also faith are two things that people and many other things but these are two examples of things where people think that it's a feeling that they need to get to, you know, when I, when I feel essentially that I can trust myself or trust in business or trust in whatever life, you know, then I would relax or let go or do that thing I really want to do or follow my own inner guidance. And it's about realizing that trust is a choice, but it's an educated choice. And to me, that educated choice is based on a couple of things. One of them would be, knowing that you essentially have your feet on the ground, knowing that you're planted, right, is how I like to say it. So for me, that's I'm planted consciously, you know, by choice in God, in my own connection and relationship to my own soul. But I would say that soul is planted in God if I was really breaking it down for myself. And, you know, in my relationship with myself, I'm in a daily relationship with God, with my own soul, with my own, you know, truest, deepest self. And so that gives me a pretty valid you know, assured, educated reason to feel that I can trust what's coming through me because I know that I'm planted in what I want to be planted in and what aligns with my belief system and my value system. So for each individual, you know, what is what do you most deeply believe you, you know, who or what do you believe you should be in a relationship with, you know, first and foremost in life? Is it is your dominant relationship that you're fed by your Facebook newsfeed, because I'm going to guess that that's probably not the thing that you think you should first and foremost be in a relationship with, or is it, you know, the collective thought of your neighbors or your peers online, or even your friends, you know, and amazing people. And for, you know, those of us who have so many amazing friends and colleagues and fellow, fellow entrepreneurs in our space, such a great, you know, collective group of people to gain wisdom from. But pretty sure that for each of us, first and foremost, it's going to be some sort of combination of, I want to be connected to my own soul, my own self, to life itself, to the cosmos, and perhaps to God, you know, depending on your beliefs. And those things are first, because everything is fed from those. So what does that mean to be in a relationship? Well, with yourself or with your soul or with God or with life? To me, it's just having these pause points, you know, yes, it might be journaling, meditation, prayer, stillness, any of these different things that we could obviously list off, but it also doesn't need to be those things. It's more so that there are are these, you know, touch points where you connect in, just like any human relationship. If you're in an amazing, healthy marriage, let's say, or partnership of some kind, whether it's a romantic one or a friend partnership, in a true, healthy, beautiful relationship, you're certainly not working off a checklist of have we covered these and these points this week and cool, this means that I can trust in, you know, in this relationship and trust in my connection to this person because we've covered this, we've covered this, we spent this much time, you know, journaling together and whatever else. If it's a healthy, you know, a live relationship, then of course you might have some structure or, you know, intention behind what you do, but mostly it will just free flow and you, mm-hmm. you don't think about it. You trust where it needs to go. You trust in the relationship. You don't question it, but you absolutely do give it time and attention of some kind you know, on a pretty consistent basis, whether it's physically or not, 
either way, there's some form of connection and some form of, you know, a live energy that's occurring. So for me, I feel that I can completely trust and let go and I can teach my clients to completely trust and let go when they are planted in whatever it is that they believe and know they're meant to be planted in. And however they go about doing that is, you know, up to them and whatever works for them. Like I said, it doesn't need to be strict, I guess, rituals or, you know, regimes or a certain amount of journaling and then you're safe to believe your own thoughts (laughs) or something. But more just that you know that you put first things first internally and energetically and spiritually. And then my belief is that from there, I can trust and you can trust whatever comes through you. I don't need to run what comes through my own, you know, thoughts through some kind of filter because my thoughts are coming from where I plant myself. So therefore, whatever comes through is truth. It's first truth. And the thought that comes after that, where perhaps I second guess or have a fear come up, that's not truth. That's, you know, the voice of fear or the devil, whatever. And that's the thing to not trust and to assess. But the first thing that comes through, so long as I'm, you know, feeding myself from where I need to be fed, then trust is just a choice. And so then to make that choice, well, it's realizing and I guess um, subscribing to, you know, what I just shared, you know, subscribing to that as a belief system. And then from there, acknowledging to yourself, well, it is just a choice though. So what does that mean? That means I don't actually have to feel it. You know, I don't need to feel Mm. that, yes, I feel this overwhelming sense of trust or peace or faith or whatever it might be. Of course, we want to feel those feelings and, and you get to, but the feeling and the emotion often follows the action. And at the end of the day, faith is making a choice from a place of something that can't be seen, can't be proven, et cetera. And trust aligns very closely to that. So at some point it needs to be, will you choose to act from trust in order to allow the feelings and the flow on effect of it to occur and come into your life now, as opposed to continue to wait to get to trust and realize that, no, you'll never get to it or anything else because it was always there inside of you and it was a choice that you got to make. If you don't feel safe to make that choice, maybe there is a call for more time connecting into yourself and beyond. And then, you know, nonetheless, choose to make the choice and realize that you're going to be like, you know, Bambi on ice at first when you start to act from trust and turn that into action in your business. If you've not done it before, it is going to feel scary. It's going to feel counterintuitive. It's going to feel reckless or irresponsible at times or whatever it might be. But you'll know it's right because of the place it came from and you chose to trust in that place. Mm, I love that. Trust is not a feeling. Trust is an educated choice. That's got to, we've got to get your team onto that <laughs> into a new caption. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. yeah. That is so, so powerful. Well, Kat, it's been incredible to have you on here. I always ask my guests these final questions to finish off the interview. So here we go. Awesome. What is your definition of spirituality? Hmm. Hmm. A knowingness that there's something that exists beyond just our own human self and that even in the definition of human self, there is something greater than what we can see and greater than than simply the physical. For me, spirituality is around the fact that whether or not I want to actively embrace it and, you know, learn more and step more into that side of being human, that it is just as much a real and active part of who I am as what my physical, you know, capabilities are and what physical as what physicality is. And so it's just something that is, and you can choose whether or not to play with it, whether or not to, you know, I guess, open up to what's available for you there in the same way that your physicality just is. 
you know, technically, theoretically, you could choose whether or not to use your physicality. It's just that most of us are obviously conditioned into very easily understanding how, how to use our physical side. And so we don't question it, but there's no, you know, there's no difference one way or the other. Beautiful. Question number two, what do you think happens when we die? Heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And this is the very final question. It is a fill in the blanks. This is how people reflect on you, whether you have, uh, wherever it is that you have gone, um, whether you're still here alive or not, fill in the blanks. Katrina taught me. To remember who I always was. Katrina was always. Listening between the lines. Katrina made me feel. That I already knew everything I needed to know. Boom. Katrina Ruth, everyone, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for the interview. It was so nice to get to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Get Coaching Podcast. For listening, I would love to invite you over to my free community. You can get a free membership. It's called the Coaching Lab Community, and it's specifically for coaches and conscious leaders. We have monthly community calls. There's free resources in there. And of course, it's a great place for you to network and potentially find people to collaborate with. More than anything, it's great to have a place where you can come to express yourself and to also know that you're not alone on this journey. So if you'd like support to staying on track, staying on mission, then go and redeem your free membership again over at coachinglabcommunity.mn.co.